Welcome to Earth Matters, bringing you environment and social justice stories. Today's show was produced on the lands of the Ngunnawal and Ngambri in Canberra and on Wurundjeri country for Radio 3CR in Nam, Melbourne and broadcast nationally through the Community Radio Network. I'm Beck Horridge. The Australian government is guilty of crimes against humanity. This is treason and it's time that our government steps down from their podium and steps into the courtroom to be put on trial for treason against our generation and the next thousand generations. Sergi Rebel on the Hume Highway approaching Canberra on the treason march. Sergi Greg and supporters from Last Generation are on the treason march walking from Sydney to Canberra. I'm here on the Hume Highway and uh, coming down the road is a couple of people with some signs. One says, one says, we're f***ed, we're young, we're coming. Oh my. And the other, climate criminals kills kids at last generation. I had to stop. Hi, Greg. Hi, Sergio. <laughs> Just watch yourself there, please, media. There's a rock. We can hear the cars screaming down the Hume Highway. I drove down and I saw a support vehicle, and there was Sergio and Greg with Last Generation Campaign. What's going on, Sergio? This is the Treason March. Last Generation is a group of young people that essentially want to have uh, a non-violent revolution against the Australian government and governments around the world to force them to install binding citizens' assemblies to basically fix the climate situation, which is uh, now in, tw- in 2021 uh, beyond totally fucked. So I'm walking from... I started walking from the Opera House uh, a week ago on Good Friday. It's been seven days now and I'm just over halfway. I'm basically asking young people to uh, come and join me. And what we want to do is basically fill up the Hume Highway full of non-violent peaceful protesters and block this main economic artery between the two major cities uh, of Australia, which, which will force the government into negotiating with young people about, you know, basically our demand. I've been involved in lots of fun, spicy sort of actions involving stopping collar trains and stuff like that. But, you know, it's hard to get people to turn out because, you know, it's so secretive. Our approach is totally public um, communicating that we are going to have a nonviolent revolution against the Australian government. So what, you know, what would be wise would be for the Australian government to immediately imprison um, anyone that joins last generation. But of course, that is probably not going to happen because you know oh, I, I don't know I, I, I guess because we haven't hurt them enough yet um, the idea of course is though um, to cause significant economic disruption and we do expect to be imprisoned uh, before this uh, before this campaign is won um, but you know I guess we hope that more people will join us than then will uh, fill the um, prisons I'm a bit blown away probably should rush to the police station right now and report you as that I have met a couple of industrial saboteurs on the road to Canberra. Do you want to say anything? So, so we got today walking with Last Generation is 
Uh, Greg, I'm walking with uh, Serge. I'm, I'm not a member of Last Generation. I retired from the Last Generation about 20 years ago, but I'm supporting Last Generation and we'll go wherever Last Generation climate defenders want to go because we profiteered and created this problem that's going to kill the Last Generation. Why should we not be paying the price of trying to fix it? So I'm inviting all older people to join with Last Generation in defending their home and defending their future. We profiteered from it. Let's defend their home, even if that means we have to make the sacrifice of being arrested, possibly going to jail. This is all rather hardcore. I thought I was just on my way home to see Dad. Do you have a website? There is a website. It's very bare bones at the moment. It's lastgeneration.global, but you can check us out on Facebook at Last Generation Youth on most platforms. Um, yeah. And... I don't know. When I was young and I used to do stuff, I often felt very marginalised. Do you, do you feel like you've got support behind you? Well, I'm walking down the Hume Highway and there's trucks screaming past my ear less than a metre away. Um, come and join me so we can stop those trucks, stop the people uh, travelling between the two major cities. Um, this is dangerous and um, unless there's hundreds of people here, it's going to remain that that way. So... No, there's not enough support. People need to basically step the fuck up and join us or they should be in a, in a deep despair about their failure like I am. And, yeah, basically it's time to, to do something because with 510 parts per million equivalents of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, three degrees of warming is locked in. And what's often omitted from the narrative of global warming is what that actually means. That means that our young people in the future are going to be rounded up and sent to war. That means that there's going to be mass migration of people and unfarmable land to live on. What that means is social collapse. What that means is, is massive rape, slaughter of my generation. The people that are alive today is 2021 and the future that they've been warning us about is here and it's up to us to get in the way of this death machine, uh, which of course is non-violent civil disobedience, which involves in arrest and prison. This is called getting in harm's way um, in order to stop a greater harm. So I'm calling on all young people to join me and I won't accept this sort of traditional NGO campaigning of the past 30 years. It's been a radical failure and we're here to shake up the movement. So, Gio, if I broadcast this, they'll just put you in jail straight away, won't they? Or they ha you haven't done anything wrong? Let the people hear. Maybe what Sergio and a lot of young people are, are rightly feeling is they're already imprisoned into a, into a dangerous future that we've created. So the danger of walking down the Hume Highway, the danger of taking direct action, the danger of going to jail, these things are all real. But they're no more real than the danger of a three-degree future, which is already locked in. And if we don't act now, it's going to get much, much worse. We need zero emissions by 2025. And the only way that's going to happen is if enough people in this country put enough pressure on the government. And that can only happen now by uh, civil resistance to the government, which is killing the future. Do you want to be part of the people who sit back and let this happen? Or do you want to be part of the people who take the risks now so that people don't need to sacrifice in the future for our lifestyle? Can I say something? I have already been to prison for occupying the streets of the capital cities and I'm not afraid to go back. Okay, I'm Leslie. 
I'm a middle-aged, uh, very conservative-looking grandmother. I'm here supporting these uh, guys in their endeavour to bring the country to its knees because we know we're running out of time. I'm part of the generation that caused this mess and uh, we've lived an incredibly overprivileged life and uh, it's going to be our children and grandchildren who are going to pay for this. And if anyone's out there thinking, well, you know, we've done all the petitions, we've done all the marches, we've written to MPs and it's actually gotten worse, not better. So that's driven me to the point where um, I'm willing to engage in civil disobedience because we have to up the ante, folks. It's just... Uh, it's just not happening otherwise. Governments are probably laughing at us on our marches, I feel. Uh, we need to bring it to them in a way they can't ignore us. So I think for most people, they're gonna get, you're going to get out on the streets at some point and ask yourself how bad does it have to get before you are going to bring yourself out in the street and start shouting about this stuff because it's, you know, it's happening now and it's only going to get worse and worse. So if, you, if you're like me and you love your kids and you love your grandchildren and you can't sleep at night because of the terrible mess we've made of the world, then I would encourage you to come out and support uh, Last Generation. Can I just ask you, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question about some personal moments. Of I know that for me I've also been going through some transitions of seeing how we're going to have to do something different. We've done great jobs as environmentalists, but it hasn't been enough famous academic who wrote The Population Bomb, do you know who he is? Paul Ehrlich has recently put out a statement saying that civilization has a few decades to go. Well, what's the point of investing anything in it if it's going to crash? Can I just ask you about your private moments of, of thinking about stepping up in the way you've just mentioned? Well, the bushfires uh, last summer were a huge moment for me uh, when the penny dropped that it's arrived, it's not in the future, it's now. And I lived in a very conservative country town in New South Wales and seeing the reactions of people who are still in denial even during that horrific season of fires just made me think, this is crazy, we have got to mobilise now, we can't wait any longer. And as I said before, I just I lie awake at night uh, worrying about what the future my grandson is going to have. He's not going to be able to enjoy the world that I grew up in. There's all sorts of horrors on the horizon. You can give in to despair, but that's not going to help anybody. We can make it better than we, it's currently predicted to be, but the sooner more of us, now all of us, get off our collective asses and get out there and make the government listen to our demands and make Scott Morrison stop making us the laughing stock of the world, we can save some of it, you know. We've still got the power to make it less terrible. And any plans for when you get to Canberra, Sergio? Yeah, getting in the way of politics as usual. And yeah, I guess making a ruckus in whatever way I can manage. I was pretty inspired to join Sergio after seeing him on Facebook. He'd, I'd heard him talk about it and I'd heard his partner say, oh, we're going to do this walk at Easter. But I hadn't really seen it was real until I saw it on Facebook and I was like, I need to get down there. That's the kind of urgency we need to have with this climate crisis, this climate collapse. The traditional forms of security, mortgages, superannuation, these things are going to be, be extinct and void, possibly like humanity in the next few generations. So we really need the security of looking after and loving each other. And that takes the form of nonviolent direct action. Love is sacrifice at times and that we need to be willing to make it. But... More important, we need to be willing to um, pay the price for what we've done to this planet and what we've done to the global community. 
So walking is a really good way to do that. Getting in the way of traffic is a really good way to do that. I'm nearly 40. Serge is 20, he's already been in jail for civil resistance. And if you're a person of privilege on this continent, white-skinned, able-bodied, able-minded, I mean, I, I have PTSD and trauma, and I still think that this is worth doing and pushing through a bit because trauma of the planet and of the global community is only going to get so much worse unless we get in the way now with our bodies and with our love. And that is going to take sacrifice. But the only other option is to sit back and let this happen. And I'm not willing to do that with my life. I don't know what everyone else wants to do. Uh, yeah, right. Blocking the Hume Highway. I'm just driving on the Hume Highway now. Okay, I'll just try and pretend I'm a normal motorist. You know, well, you can't block the Hume Highway. People just want to get from Sydney to Canberra for all sorts of reasons, all sorts of people. How dare you? My generation wants to live like the last generations that have come before us, but we're not able to because of the greed and the extraction and the emitting of carbon dioxide into the air. We are getting in the way of society as it is because society as it is, is collapsing around us. We know this when we look at countries that have less uh, guns than us, basically, uh, which is the global south countries. They are currently suffering immensely from global warming and will be following in their footsteps. Yeah, I just want to, uh, you know, have a nice job, uh, get a few promotions and, uh, you know, have a family, but um, I'm not able to because I know the truth. And so then I have the obligation to act in the most proportionate way possible, which is mass participation, civil disobedience. So, yeah, I'd rather be, I don't know, probably doing something else right now, but I can't. Sergei Rebel from the Treason March and Last Generation. They're calling on people to join them in a future event using non-violent civil disobedience to block the Hume Highway that takes most traffic between the power hubs, Sydney and Canberra, to force the government to take emergency action on climate and the ecological crisis. It's important that Australians and our leaders understand why people would want to block a highway. It's to force action on Australia's part in global warming. This is the act of doing something that people might not like, to prevent a much greater future harm. You're with Earth Matters, covering environment and social justice issues, broadcasting across the stolen lands via the Community Radio Network. I'm Beck Horridge. The Treason March rings of famous liberation marches in history, like Gandhi's Salt March in India in 1930. The Salt March was an act of non-violent civil disobedience in colonial India led by Mahatma Gandhi. The 24-day march was a direct action campaign of tax resistance and non-violent protest against the British salt monopoly. Like the Treason March, the Salt March was a public overt action. No secrets here. Gandhi sent a letter to tell the Viceroy that in 10 days' time he and supporters would be breaking the salt laws. After the 240 miles walk to the sea, Gandhi defied British policy by making salt from seawater. Civil disobedience broke out all across India, escalating to involve millions of Indians. The British arrested more than 60,000 people 
and Gandhi himself was arrested. These events prompted an international outcry against British policy in India. And now from Andy Payne, your mission from his album Politics of Possibility. I woke up one morning with a message on my phone An unready mail note on the table, a letter in the post It was written in the sky, I could sense it in the air Said I've been trying to reach you, is there anybody there? It said you, human of the 21st century You've been chosen by the hand of destiny Your mission, should you choose to accept it Is to stop climate change And save the planet Pain with your mission. Isabel explains the urgent need to immediately avoid climate tipping points of no return. This urgency led her to adopt climate activism as her duty and work in order to act on what she knows is true and bring about the needed change to avoid further climate disruption. Hello, my name is Isabel. I'm 25. I grew up in Mianjin, Brisbane, and I now live in New South Wales. What brings you to New South Wales, Isabel? So for this next period of my life, I'm dedicating myself to full-time activist organising, and I've come to New South Wales to work on a new campaign and project that goes by Blockade Australia, and down here organising because... Down in Sydney, it's the largest city, it's the first point of colonisation, it's got the most capital and trade going through it and it's the most powerful city. Uh, So it's a crucial place to be doing some mobilising against the government and corporations. Most people who are 25 are training and setting themselves up for making money. What happened? why Why are you doing this now? Why aren't you, you know? getting yourself set up in life? So I dabbled in the uni world. I do actually have a degree. There's not many things in life I say that I regret doing, but I do actually regret finishing that degree because I wish I was had started spending my time on this earlier as an activist. And I think it's just like the most important thing I could be doing with my time and my life at this point in time particularly over the next few years, as they are such a crucial point where we need to see significant change. Otherwise, we'll face mass extinction and climate collapse and ecosystem collapse. Well, what's your thought about tipping points and climate? We may have already crossed over some tipping points. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not a scientist. But I do know if we haven't crossed them, we're very close to them. And once we cross or tip, yeah, push these tipping points over, uh, we go to a point of no return. Our climate, atmosphere, biosphere will be changed forever and not much life on Earth will be able to be sustained if we cross these. So whether we've crossed them or whether we're close to, I see the next few years as very, very, very important for life on Earth. Has it taken you a long time to form this position? I guess as long as I remember, I've been 
passionate about my environment, surroundings, nature. Growing up, you know, trees were my best friend. But it took me quite a long time to um, know what to do about it or I feel confident in what I'm doing is the best thing I could be doing. It took quite a few years of floundering around, like knowing that activism was a thing, but just not really having the avenues to get into it. Um, so I was sort of teetering around the edges for quite a while and eventually found my way into this. And now I just, I know that it's the best thing that I could be doing with my time. What would you say to yourself if you could talk to yourself when you were younger? What, what would you say? I'd say being stubborn is good <laughs> sometimes and being determined is good. And what I mean by that is when you have a belief and when you know something to your core is right or wrong, um, to stay true to that and not to just let societal norms, expectations to um, get the better of you. So, like, I knew that uh, consumerist life, a life where I just, like, am aiming to earn money and work nine to five and, like, using those as measures of success, that didn't sit right for me and it was, you know, definitely ingrained in me a lot that that was the thing to do, but I know it's not and I would definitely love to give that kind of um, motivation or inspiration to younger me and younger people and also older people, everybody, yeah, do what you believe is right and try not to be too influenced by the corporate world. So have you pissed a lot of people off? They had expectations you were going to do this or that or be like that or that and now you're You've got a nose ring and some really nice tats, one of sort of leaves. You've got a goanna and a snake. Hey, your tats are beautiful. <laughs> There's a rose. Did you piss a lot of people off? I would say I've definitely pissed some people off um, and I expect I'll piss a lot more people off. But that's, yeah, that's fine to me. I know what um, my values are and what I'm doing is good. Um, I do, I do have some tattoos, but they're they're not, they're not a crucial part of being an activist. You, no, no tattoos required to be an activist. Um, but yeah, we often do like to pull out the stick and poke kids and give our friends and comrades tattoos. <laughs> I don't see activism as a hobby, and I wish that people would stop referring to it as a hobby. I see it as a duty of mine. It's a full time job. It takes a lot of dedication, a lot of commitment, and it does consume the majority of my life at this point. It's not something that I do on the side as a weekend activity or when I find the energy or the time to. And I would like to, over the next few months and years, see more people adopting this attitude and taking on organising um, for mobilisations and direct action as a professional work because I see it as professional the people that I work with are some of the most hard-working dedicated and professional people that I know it's just perhaps not recognized in the mainstream field of work as something that's super respectable to do so I hear the term the system is broken thrown around a lot and 
I disagree with this term a lot. I think that the system is not broken at all. It is functioning just as it was designed to, and that is as a exploitative machine that will uh, extract and exploit our environment and nature for anything, anything that achieves profit. And that's wrong. That is morally wrong. And we need to stand up against that and use the power that we have within us and within our networks to um, confront this and to challenge the system that does exist. But yeah, I'd like to reframe it as it's not broken, it is working as it is designed to. So I've spoken a fair bit on what I'm doing with my time, but so I'd like to give avenues for other people to do the same. So just in the last week, a new campaign has been launched. It's called Blockade Australia. Um, We're having a mass mobilisation or organising to have one in September this year that will be in Sydney. And um, this is an opportunity for anybody and everybody to get involved in activism. And if you reach out to the Blockade Australia Facebook page or um, or Instagram, um, we can definitely get back to you. We can find avenues for you to help to organize or to get involved in any capacity that you can Um, but yeah keep your eye out for that event and yeah there'll be more updates to come with it over time yeah thank you and you just run over the details of places so they can find those contacts yeah so uh, we've got a facebook page blockade australia we've got instagram twitter i think we're even getting on tiktok because that's what youth seem to be using these days and um, we do have a website. Thank you so much for talking to Earth Matters, Isabel. Thank you so much. You have been listening to Earth Matters. This edition was produced for Radio 3CR in Nam, Melbourne, Wurundjeri country, and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. If you'd like to get in touch with the Earth Matters team, you can email us at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com or visit our Facebook on Earth Matters 3CR Radio. And to listen to or to share editions of Earth Matters, you can find this and all the Earth Matters podcasts at 3cr.org.au forward slash Earth Matters. Look out for more from the Earth Matters team next week. I'm Beck Horridge. And now from Andy Payne, your mission from his album, Politics of Possibility. I got out of my car and I got onto a bike, got on the streets to demand we stopped again those fines. My friends and family, you know, they just don't understand. They say you used to be so normal, now you're out rocking cold trains. I say, don't you feel conflicted? Don't you just find it boring? Sleepwalking while the world burns when you could be on a mission I say we humans of the 21st century we have been chosen by the hand of destiny our mission should we choose to accept it is to stop climate change save the planet 